we are not alone in what we're going through. Mm -hmm. We're not alone even like within ourselves. There's a whole community. There's so much energy and cells that are coming together to make you you and that genuinely want to see you doing well. They want to see you win. For some of the most pivotal years of my life, tears were tucked back and hidden behind a masquerade of being tough. Being a warrior, someone who could hustle, work hard, and get things done. But it wasn't until I started to get more in tune with who I really am that things took off in my business. Welcome to I Might Cry, a podcast exploring how heart, mind, body, and spirit are all deeply woven into the way we do business. With guest interviews from experts in business strategy, therapy, emotional intelligence, the human body, and so much more. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marks of Almond Leaf Studios. I've been capturing luxury weddings around the globe for decades and now have the privilege of educating others on how to build and grow profitable business doing what they love. I'm on a journey of self-discovery, of becoming more of the uniquely beautiful, messy, and complex human that I was created to be, and I want to invite you to do the same. Join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open. Let's venture into this together. Thank you so much, thank you for being here. I am so honored, truly. I can't wait to share a little bit of my story, my journey of getting connected to you and what that experience was like with the audience. So I know we'll get into that. But as I was kind of thinking about this conversation and preparing for it, I wanted to just start by letting you know the warmth, the authenticity, the love and compassion, the tenderness, the vulnerability that you bring to the world. I mean, I, I'm already about to cry just thinking about like, it is so inviting. It is so genuine. It is so pure and so beautiful. And I know that does not come without intention. <laughs> that takes work to get to that place as a human. And so I just want to say thank you for doing that work. And thank you for how you show up in the world. And with that, <laughs> can you tell us who you are and what you do? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's making me tear up as well because, you know, we go through these moments that we start to not question like our purpose, but like question ourselves and are we ready for this purpose that we've been called to? And so as of late, I've been hitting the reset button and resetting again and again and again <sighs> to remind myself like, yes, I'm doing what I am supposed to be doing mm -hmm. and that Everything that I've gone through, that I've experienced in my life has been to open me up even more and teach me. Mm. So with all of that said, hello, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Nakia Phoenix. I am a self-love advocate, meditation practitioner, and also a Reiki master. And I believe in helping people. Ugh, and you do such a beautiful job of it. I mean, I had no idea who you were when I first met you. You in waltz this beautiful, vibrant woman who you just immediately, it's like uh, something in my soul knew, like this soul is like grounded and deep and confident and self-secure. Like you had this 
presence that was so in, it really was an, a beautiful invitation to just like take a deep breath. I'm a, I don't know if you much about Enneagram. I'm an Enneagram nine. And so I think a lot of times I mirror what is around me and I've learned to kind of embrace that a little bit more. And so it's really fascinating because if somebody walks into the room and has a really high energy, I often will be like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, go, 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 let's go, go, go. You know? And then when somebody walks in, that's like grounding for me, which I think is probably more my like natural born way of moving through the world. It's like a breath of fresh air. It feels like, oh yeah, I can, I can just take a breath. Like it's okay to just be for a minute. And, and of course you wandered right into the exercise that we were doing where you invited us to basically do that exactly and take a breath and get more grounded and more present as well. And so I want you to know from the outside looking into it really is really admirable. And I just have a lot of admiration and and I'm so grateful for the way that you're showing up in the world. So. Oh, goodness. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. Will you begin maybe by explaining a little bit about either your healing journey or maybe even Reiki? I mean, I even personally, I feel like I've probably practiced and known more about Reiki than I actually think I do. But I know that the word to me even traditionally has been kind of like this foreign, strange, woo-woo thing. Like, So can you kind of get really clear on how do you define that and what is it? What does it look like for you? For me, it it looks like light mm-hmm. and it feels, there are these different sensations that you feel throughout your body, specifically your hands when you are the Reiki master. And it's a lot of cold tingling and then warm tingling and light, just different, beautiful colors of light kind of filling up your spirit. And when I was explaining it to my mom, she's, oh, I love her to death. She is very new to all of this. And when I explained Reiki to her, I said, she's a very religious woman. We both grew up in the church and I said, it's like when you get called up for altar call and you're asking for prayers and the preacher literally asks everyone to put their hands on you and to pray for healing energy. Hmm. That's essentially what Reiki is. Hmm. And the most miraculous thing to me is that as the Reiki master, I'm not doing, I'm not healing at all. I'm literally just the conduit for this universal energy, this universal life force to come through me to help you facilitate your own healing. Mm. I love that so much. There's so much, I think, of my recent journey of just trying to lean into healing and recognizing that even my business, it began for me with pursuing growth in my business. And then I began to realize, wait, my business can't actually grow if I'm not growing. (laughs) It really is when you're, you know, that's the invitation in entrepreneurship that we get to let our businesses essentially be an extension of ourselves. And so when I'm in an unhealthy place, my business tends to be in an unhealthy place as well. And when I'm in a place of of real growth and exploration, my business tends to reflect that also is what I'm mm-hmm. discovering more and more of. So yeah, I just love that. I feel like 
maybe now's a good time to kind of dive in. And I, I know I told you I want to share with you the experience of what that was like. So for those listening, we were a part of a mastermind. I was a part of a mastermind and Nakia was brought in as one of the guest speakers. And we began, I think it was a morning, if I remember right. I think it was mm-hmm. even like foggy, rainy, it was kind of overcast. We were in this you know space where I just met other people in the mastermind the day before for the first time. And and she walks in and really kind of helps us get grounded. Nakia, you did this amazing job of like just really taking some deep breaths and really, you know, reminding us that a lot of times the day can just kind of start happening to you. Like you just get up and you get going. And next thing you know, half of the day is gone or the morning is kind of passed. And you're like, wait, we can actually be intentional. And so you helped us kind of step back and breathe deeply and just remember that like, you know, we can set some intentions for this time and what we wanted to do. And that's about all I remember of that in in the kind of intro part. But then we moved into what I would at least call, I don't know what you would call it, but I would call it like a body scan. And Mm -hmm. I had never done anything like this in my life, but just from, I'm just going to go off my memory and you can correct me or even we can move through it together or whatever you want to do. But I remember putting both of my feet on the ground, which I'm doing right now and just closing my eyes and just beginning to breathe deeply and just just feeling into like, how do each part of my body, how does it feel right now? What is the energy that it's providing? And I have chills right now, even just remembering it. And I will probably get emotional because I remember starting at my feet, moving up into my legs and just feeling this like energetic power that my legs have and just feeling like, wow, like I, I used to be a runner, you know, just feeling like they are strong. They can carry me anywhere. Like they have got this, like we are good. And I just remember feeling like just a smile plastered across my face, just feeling so energized. And then we moved to hips, to this kind of womb space to where, yep, here we go, <laughs> to where life flows out of us yes, as yes. a woman. And I had so much sadness, so much grief. I realized that there is so much healing to still happen. I had two babies, um, both of which pregnancies and deliveries were traumatic. And I just began to recognize like, wow, this is wild. You know, my body is quite literally holding on to this trauma, this pain, mm-hmm. physically, from even what's happened emotionally. I don't think I had a clue. Like, I knew that there was trauma, and I knew I had kind of suppressed it. I don't think I had a clue just how deep or how much my body was in sync with those emotions. And that kind of began the awareness of it for me. And so I... I mean, we could talk through all the rest of the body and like what all that experience was too, but I just want to stop and say thank you because you can't move through your pain and into healing. You can't begin to process it if you don't really recognize that it's there. Oh, yes. So thank you for bringing awareness to that. Oh, thank you. As as you talk through it, I'm feeling all the... I'm going back to those moments during the session. And I strongly believe that when everyone got to the space of specifically our hips in that area, because there's so much power in that. However, as women, there's also so much tension and so Mm -hmm. much pain and we don't realize it. 
because we're just used to holding on. You know, we clench, we clench our cheeks, our butt cheeks, we clench our hips. We just like clench in this part of ourselves when we really should just be opening up and releasing. Yeah. So as you were moving through that exercise, you were feeling, you took yourself back to giving birth. You took yourself back to the pain. You had buried that pain away and this exercise was releasing what you had locked away. Mm. I've been reading a lot by Dr. Peter Levine and he talks about, you know, how we hold on to this, the trauma in our bodies mm-hmm. and how it manifests, how this trauma manifests in ourselves. And it's been really eye-opening for me because we feel it. We feel it, but we try to numb it. We try to tell ourselves it's not there because we've got to push through and do other things. But until we really start to work through that pain, Mm -hmm. it's going to continue to come back up. And for me, it comes back up whenever I am, if I'm dancing and I'm having a good time. And then like in Kundalini yoga, there's this specific exercise where you're shaking your body and you're unlocking that pain that you've been holding on to so that you can, you can address it. And so that by addressing it and kind of reframing that pain, you are taking ownership of it and it's allowing you to build up this resistance to whatever pressure may come up for you later. Mm. So doing that body scan, and I try to do a body scan at least once a week because I know that I I hold on to some, some pain. And doing the body scan it's really transformative. And it's also transformative to be able to listen to what the different parts of your body are revealing to you and what parts of you need more nurturing. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I would guess that you have witnessed quite a few, some commonalities maybe is a better way to say it, of women specifically or those that identify as more feminine that especially that kind of womb space, you know, and we're talking about all that we can kind of hold, the tension that we can hold there or carry there. I'm curious to know how that correlates to business. You know, in my mind, the the kind of analytical side, I guess, wanders to, okay, so if this is literally the part of my body, the the way that I've created to bring forth life, to birth new things, new ideas, new babies, new human, new whatever it is. If you're birthing new things and growing new things within you in this space, if that is blocked or kind of locked up or tight or tense because of trauma, because of fear, because of living in a world that tends to be a little more masculine when it comes to business, at least, how do you see that correlate in just the way we move throughout life? And then I would also venture to say the way we move through business as well. I believe that if our hips, if our sacral chakra is all locked up, then we have 
trouble moving forward. Like we'll have these ideas and they're wonderful ideas. They're like heavenly, they're divine. But when you're holding your creativity hostage, Mm. you're forbidding yourself from moving forward with that plan, with that idea. And it can also manifest in like imposter syndrome. You know, you're just like, well, what if someone finds out that I'm not this person that I say that I am? What if, you know, all of these what ifs. So literally your hips are keeping you from moving forward and taking those steps forward. Like you said, you were a runner. You feel your legs are strong, but your hips are like uh, tilting back and like keeping you from. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. I took that experience and one of the things I did was sign up for therapy. So I am a huge fan of betterhelp.com. I just went online. It was during the pandemic. So I was like, okay, I got to find somebody online. I don't even know where to begin locally. And I started with my counselor and we, it has come up throughout, you know, there's been lots of other things that I've realized. Like it usually you begin counseling for one reason and you discover, oh wait, there's lots of areas of my life that like mm-hmm. I need to continue pursuing healing and growth in. And I will say once she knew me well enough, she kind of started laughing with me about the fact that I kept trying to like schedule healing for this area of my life. Like I kept thinking like, well, I'm going to plan, I'm going to look at the calendar. I'm going to plan a weekend to like get away and just journal and write and just be alone and meditate. And I'm really going to focus that time on trying to heal some of my birth stories and really trying to find some healing in that. And, you know, she was able to kind of laugh and say, Elizabeth, healing doesn't always work like that. You can't just put it on your calendar and schedule it. (laughs) Like you really have to work it into the day to day and be mindful of how it comes up and be intentional with those times that it does come up to really pause and reflect and to offer some healing. And so I was on your website just before we hopped on the call here and I'm seeing you have so many different beautiful offerings on, you know, setting a morning intention or beginning your morning with ease or making it a sacred morning even. Can you speak a little bit to ways that you found to integrate healing just on a daily practical lifestyle where things maybe feel a little busy and chaotic? Yeah, I'm definitely a morning person and I let my mornings drag out. I'm like, oh, it's afternoon. No, it's still morning because <laughs> I am I just, I love the ease of the mornings because I do strongly believe that by carving out this special time for yourself, even if it's just a few minutes, it dictates the rest of your day mm. because often we are trying to find we are trying to go back to that safe place, that safe space. You know, when life starts to get chaotic or, you know, you get super busy or you get stressed, your spirit is trying to go back home. It's trying to go back to a place that feels nurturing, that feels safe. And one really simple way that you can always ensure that you don't have to go too far back is by starting your day off. With this, you know, just beautiful sacred moments for yourself. I am very intentional about the way that I wake up in the morning, very intentional about meditating. And I know that the world is on and functioning, but I turn that down and I turn me up. Mm. It's very important to me 
to be able to turn me up. Because as you go throughout the day, you notice sometimes your dial gets turned back and the world gets turned up and then more things get added in. But you have to continue to turn yourself up and turn everything else back or down or even put those other things on mute completely so that you can hear yourself. I have found that it's so soothing to be able to hear myself breathe Mm. because breath is something that we often take for granted. You know, just like we hold, like when we're tense, we like hold all this tension in our hips. We hold our breaths as well. Mm -hmm. So being able to hear my own breath and starting my day by being able to hear myself is so essential to make sure that the rest of my day is okay, we can do this. Mm, I love that. So I'm a wedding photographer and I think a lot of people that are listening are probably in the wedding industry or have thought about starting a business, female entrepreneurs. It is a season of what feels crazy right now. (laughs) I mean, it feels like we had this beautiful, it felt like a gift to me of this pause of, hey, we're just going to kind of put on pause all of the events, you know, because of a worldwide pandemic. And now we're in the other end of that where we're like, okay, now it's time to double up. And here we go. You know, it's felt like I've almost said it's almost like a little bit of whiplash. Like you go from like, everything is so calm and, you know, peaceful. And and then all of a sudden you're like, and let's go. And so (laughs) I would wonder too, like, you know, for somebody who's maybe in the middle of that chaos where the world feels like it's just spinning around or they feel like they move throughout their days, I hear a lot uh, anxious or overwhelmed, you know, that there's so much overwhelm with all of the tasks they need to do or how are they ever going to be able to accomplish what they need to and still somehow find a moment to like go on a walk or hang out with their kids or, you know, sometimes I think that can begin to feel impossible when we let that overwhelm kind of build and build and build and escalate within us. When you talk about like turning down that dial of outside and turning up the dial of like listening to what's within you, I love that. And I think my next question would be, how do we do that? (laughs) How, how have you found some ways to, can you give us any kind of like practical examples of what that looks like for you? So we always have this inner dialogue going on. And sometimes it is about quieting that dialogue. Mm. But if you can't necessarily quiet it, replace it with a mantra, replace it with an affirmation. You know, it's I, I call it the talk show because it yeah. is it is a talk <laughs> show going on in your head. And it's like all this back and forth. But if you get the talk show to say the same positive thing and keep saying it, mm. then you can eventually put that talk show on mute and your voice gets louder. I love that. I know that you're a huge advocate of like the answers are within you usually. So what happened for me, even just with you saying that was thinking, trying to think of an example, like what's something that I tell myself where I feel when I'm feeling that overwhelm. And for me, it's usually there's not enough time, whatever it's going to follow. It usually begins with there's just not enough time for our, and then whatever it is that I'm really wanting to do or whatever it is that I really feel like is supposed to happen or whatever. It usually begins with there's not enough time. And I know logically that time is something 
that can be very relative. I mean, it's, it's finite, but it's also, you can create the time, the space for what you actually value the most. And I've learned that, but sometimes it's really hard to execute that in my own business. And so when I'm thinking like, well, what's a mantra? I think for me, I would flip that to say, I have every bit of time that I need for all of the most important things that need to happen today. And to flip that almost on its head of like, there's just not enough time. I can't get everything done. Like I'm really stressed out today to, I have all the time for all the things that are most important. Some of it is also letting go of control for me, at least like really, oh, yes, I love control. <laughs> I'm realizing that more and more. And it still feels like embarrassing to admit that a little bit. But I think, yeah, if I'm really honest, like I like to have control over things and learning to just let go of that control and be like, you know what? It doesn't all have to happen in that time frame, in the way that I imagined. It is possible for things to happen a little differently. And that can look a lot of different ways. It can look like outsourcing. It can look like delegating. It can look like just saying, you know what? Actually, that task doesn't even need to happen. I just created a task because I probably, yeah, just a spiral of mm -hmm. things that just kind of keep building. I'm interrupting this episode briefly to invite you to join me for my digital at-home workshop to help you uncover limiting beliefs that hold you back from achieving your dreams. To access it, go to almondleafstudios.com forward slash limiting beliefs. Light a candle, grab a pen, get cozy with the printable workbook and a 40-minute workshop that will help invite you to take a look at the ways that your subconscious beliefs might be hindering the goals you have in your business. Again, go to almondleafstudios.com forward slash limiting beliefs to get your free access today. Now back to the show. It's so amazing because you reframed it. You like immediately were like, okay, I've got to reframe this doubt. And that takes so much willpower to reframe that doubt. It really, really does because you know, you always want to teeter back to the, oh, my, my mom is a worrier and I tell her that she worries a lot. And I'm like, I have to remember that her worry is not my worry. Mm. That's not even real. And that I can, you know, I'm a recovering control freak. So I, I understand <laughs> knowing that there are certain things that you can control. Mm-hmm. You can choose for yourself how you want to feel. Mm -hmm. You can control that. Outside things, you just have to surrender. And I know that that can be a struggle because I often am like, okay, this is not happening right now. And it's okay because it probably doesn't need to happen right now. Mm, Yeah. We try to fit so much into one day when realistically you can spread it out. Mm-hmm. You can do bit by bit by bit. And it also doing it bit by bit also helps us stay present because we're often thinking about future and what if all of this, this stuff that's out of our control, but like you are in control of how you feel and you are in control of your present. Mm. You can do things bit by bit and eventually you will get to where you want to go. Oh, I feel like I just want to like frame that up on my wall. (laughs) David and I were just having conversations the other day and I was telling him that one of the things that's challenging for me in our life currently is we have two small children. We have a one-year-old and a five-year-old and my husband is uh, 
very playful, very fun. Like he's a great, he's the perfect like compliment to me. Like I'm like, I want everything to be calm and peaceful. And he's like, let's have fun. Like, let's go play. <laughs> and so I think we, we really do compliment each other really well in that. And especially for the kids, you know, like my sweet kids, I can't imagine what their lives would be like if they only had me as a mom and didn't have the play. <laughs> Cause I'm like, mm, or we could just like meditate over here talk about like how this plant is growing <laughs> instead of like playing. So I'm learning to like lean into the play a little bit more and Anyway, we were talking about, uh, you know, in counseling, one of the things that's come up for me is just realizing like, I long for our home to be a home full of peace where like it feels just peaceful. And, and that is extremely challenging when you have two small children who like to argue, who like to fight, you know, my one-year-old who's almost two is like learning to communicate and gets very frustrated sometimes when you don't understand. And so he'll just start screaming, like he'll just be like, bah! And you're like, okay. And then, you know, usually that escalates. And then my five-year-old just, you know, feeds off of that. And then it feels like everybody's energy just starts to feed off of each other. And it just gets like, it gets to the point where I literally feel like I'm suffocating. And I feel like I'm like, I can't catch my breath. Like I need, I need air. And I, Mm -hmm. I want, I find myself wanting to leave, physically even leave the room and like go take a breath. So I'm working through that and kind of figuring out how to navigate that. But in conversations about all of that, David said something that was really profound to me. And I feel like that exactly is what you're saying. And he it's basically that peace is not something that is necessarily external. It has to come from within. And so he was really kind of asking me, like, how is it possible for me to find and create and lean into that peace that I so desperately long for? in all areas of life, in all moments of life, like how, how do I allow that to come from within instead of without? How do I make sure I'm not looking to, how do we, basically I was trying to ask, how do we change our external environment? How do we make the kids more calm? You know, like, how do we, like, what can we do in our family to like calm everybody down? And he was kind of like, no, 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 that's not the way that it works. Like, you know, they will grow out of these stages, but peace really comes from within. And so, yeah, I don't know if maybe you have any insight into like how to move into practicing that. I'm basically just asking you for advice. <laughs> You're putting you on the spot, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So about a month ago, I went and visited some friends and they have a four-year-old and a one-year-old who's about to be two. Mm-hmm. So you and... were just in, <laughs> I was... you know, the chaos. <laughs> It's wild. It's so wild. I was literally like, okay, I know what time the one-year-old wakes up. The four-year-old has been sleeping in. I realize now as I'm saying this, she's able to sleep in once her sister leaves the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of like, Hot potato, like totally, around the hot potato. totally, it totally is. Yes, <laughs> I realized that I have to wake up at least fifteen minutes earlier so that I can have that peace for myself, that mm-hmm. calmness for myself. And oh man, it was a struggle to wake up a few minutes earlier because it was already like six thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Oh, geez. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
But do you find that you moved through the day differently when you did? When I was able to have that time for myself, I was also able to have a lot more grace for the kids. Mm. Because there were times, like we went to the playground and it was really hot and I immediately felt it. And I was like, I need water. I need water. They felt it too. However, they couldn't quite verbalize what they were feeling, but I knew that we were feeling the same thing. And I was like, okay, we just, we just got to breathe through this. And once we get water, we will be okay. We just breathe through it. And when we get water, we will get okay. Be okay. That worked fine for me. However, like for two hours, the four-year-old was still like going through it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I just, I felt for her, but I also realized, oh, she's got to get it out because like, we all know that like, once we go for a run or like we tire ourselves out, we let out all the energy that's been locked inside. Then we're just laying like, oh, okay. I'm so much better. Yeah. So (laughs) it was like, okay, I have to allow like the space Mm -hmm. for this to happen. And I also have to have grace for myself and grace for this little kid because yeah, we just experienced the same thing. It just metabolized, I guess, differently, you know, but once it was like time for bed and we were able to like, okay, now this is our, let's wind down. And then we were able to find that peace and to like recognize like, okay, we both just went through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We're, we're all here. We're okay now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like, okay, okay. <laughs> but I had to keep reminding myself, have grace, have grace, mm-hmm. have grace. Mm-hmm. David and I both grew up in very religious upbringings as well, very like conservative Christian backgrounds. And I don't know if it comes from that or what, but I think it's one of the things that we are trying really hard to be intentional with changing in the way that we bring up our kids is to not try to help them navigate how they're supposed to feel, or I want to say even like how they can show what they're feeling but I, I say that hesitantly because we we do want to help her understand, especially my five-year-old who can, you can kind of have these conversations with, how to understand like these are permissible ways, you know, especially in a five-year-old world, there's some ways that are not permissible. Like it's not okay for you to punch your brother in the face just because you're mad. <laughs> um, but it is okay for you to be angry. It is okay for you to feel these big feelings. Here's some ways if you want to go act that out. And so for us, we've said, you know, go scream into a pillow or go hit your bed, go hit your pillow as much as you want or run five laps around the house, go do something. And I find that as I try to be intentional with her, that I continue to learn more and more about myself and to recognize that when we can actually just sit and be present with her and like what she's feeling, sometimes that means 
being okay with her like screaming and losing her mind and just holding her while she does it. That as soon as that release has happened, it's like it, and David will say, she just flipped a switch. Like she will literally just like, boom, it's done. And she's moved on. She's good to go. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's mind blowing. So I think it's really fascinating that you're saying you're witnessing this kind of extended version of what the emotion was in that experience. And then I also see sometimes the opposite happen. You know, I feel like I've witnessed that as well. And then I've also seen where it's like, I hold on to things so much longer because I'm not feeling into it fully. Yes. Yeah. You're suppressing those emotions. Yeah. And it's like, it's going to come out some way or another. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, that kind of leads into energy. You know, you talked about, you know, that energy that kind of just like lives within you. I found that for me, when I'm doing some kind of physical activity, like I used to run a lot when I'm doing that or yoga or something that's really breaking a sweat, getting my heart rate up that I move throughout the day differently. And I've, I haven't known really how to explain it other than just it's a different energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the word energy even to me is a, a word that I am getting more and more comfortable with the idea of, but definitely was brought up that that's, I don't know, almost like evil or uh, taboo or it's too new age or weird or, you know, like there's something about it. So, so I even use it kind of like cautiously, but I would love to know more because I know that you offer energy healing. So can you tell us a little more about that and what that looks like? Yeah, that's just, it's my way of also doing Reiki because some people interpret it differently. It's all the same thing. You know, it's like, let's figure out what's going on inside. And it's also, once again, I think it's so beautiful that I'm just the conduit and asking the questions because like you said earlier, those answers are already within you. They just need like a little you know, a little encouragement, a little like, okay, let's, let's think about this. And where are we feeling this? You know, I remember going through some interesting energy healing as well. And I was listening to parts of myself, like my spleen, my spleen was speaking to me and I was like, oh, I didn't even, (laughs) that's not something that I even realized. Like, I know you're there, but I didn't realize that I needed to listen to you. And that energy, it's so revealing. And like we keep saying, we, we tend to close the door on some of that knowledge that different parts of ourself can reveal. And so the way that I think of the work that I do is I'm just helping you get more in touch with yourself. Hmm. That's it. Whether it's through Reiki or through meditation or journaling, you know, however it comes up, allow it to come up and we can work through it together. So much of what I do is honestly just being able to hold space and bear witness. Mm. Wow, that's beautiful. Would you be comfortable leading like a quick example of what 
an experience with you could look like to kind of give people a taste. I think it's one thing to talk about it and it's Mm -hmm. another to get to kind of feel what that feels like. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that something that you, we could just jump in and do for a couple of minutes? Yes. My cat is trying to come up and join in. (laughs) What a sweet. He just had surgery a week ago. Um, and he's been extra attached lately, and I get it. Hi, Kitty. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's go through a little session. Okay. If yeah. You're up for it. Okay. Are you up for it, Kitty? Okay. <laughs> As he sits down and helps me with this. Okay. Just close your eyes. And breathe. Notice where you are. And notice where you are without judgment. If you hear any outside sounds, it's okay. Allow those sounds to fade into the background as you focus in on your breath. Breathe up from the soles of your feet, allowing yourself to connect to Mother Earth and to connect to the fire at her core. Allow that breath, allow that fire to travel up your legs, travel up your knees, up your thighs, your hips and once we get to our hips exhale let it all out breathe in deeply from your hips take all of that power all of that fire allow it to travel up through your navel up through your spine Allow your chest to expand and allow your mouth to open as you release. Take another deep breath in through your lungs, allowing your heart space to expand. Allow that breath to travel up through your throat. Allow it to relax your jaw. Up through your ears, through your eyes, through your forehead, and exhale through the very top of your head. Allow that breath to linger. And just notice what you are feeling. Return to deep breaths. Notice what you are feeling. Allow your inner gaze to shift to the part of yourself that is speaking out. Focus your energy on that space within yourself 
that wants to speak out. Breathe in through that part of yourself. And exhale through that part of yourself. Breathe in again. And exhale through your mouth. Breathe in again. And exhale through your mouth. Allow your heart to open and your ears to open as you listen to that part of yourself speak. Have grace for yourself and compassion. As you continue to breathe in and out through your nose, ask yourself to speak out loud what your body is telling you. What is your body telling you in this moment? Whenever you're ready, begin to open your eyes, coming back into the space. And this is the point that I would ask you to either verbalize what you felt or to write it down so that you have a record for yourself of what you noticed within your body. That's just the first part to be able to listen because we don't listen. And then once you've said it or also written it down, then we go into like what all of that means and, you know, just dissect it a little bit more. And then after that, we would go back into meditation, back into our bodies and ask for guidance, ask for universal life force to come in and kind of direct us because often what happens with Reiki is you may think it is this very specific part of my body that needs help. Yes. However, in order to get to that one place, it's got to have a supporting orchestra to help raise the vibration. So you think that, okay, I'm just going to go in and place my hands or direct all of my energy onto this one part of my body. But then when you actually go through and kind of scan your entire body, you realize, okay, in order to help this part of myself, I need to help this part of myself, these other parts of myself as well. Mm. And then you come out of that and, you know, do some more journaling. So it's a lot of introspection, but it's a lot of 
we want our entire self, our mind, body, and our spirit to be in harmony. Mm-hmm. So it's not just working on one part of that. It's working on all of it and continuing to have grace for yourself through the process. Mm, that's really beautiful. Thank you so much for, for doing that and for gifting us with that. I had a visualization that came to mind when you were just kind of talking about the different parts of the body and how, you know, maybe you think, well, this part needs attention, but you learn the others. And I just like pictured my neighborhood and how we often think that we can live or or exist in isolated ways, but how we have to function in community. Like we have to have the support. And if one person is not doing well, that will affect the entire community, you Mm -hmm. know, whether that's a physical neighborhood or a group of friends or whatever it might be, just the interconnectedness that we all Mm -hmm. have and need. And I, I just don't think we're created to be alone. And I think we all need community and we need support just like, you know, the the kidney or the liver needs support from the heart to get blood mm-hmm. to it. And the brain needs that to function. I mean, they all have to have support from each mm-hmm. other. I heard somewhere, somebody, a, a very intelligent scientist talking about cancer and how when they study cancer cells, a lot of times that the cancer cell begins in isolation. Like that whole process begins because a cell essentially isolates itself and begins to tell itself a different story, a different narrative. And so then it actually thinks it's it's growing something that's sustaining, that's rebuilding, that's, that's you know, it's not there to destroy. It doesn't know, it's not like this intention to destroy. And I'm sure I'm probably botching the whole analogy because I know very <laughs> little about science, but, but that comes to mind as well. Just, yeah, how important it is to yeah, to to be aware of our own needs and the connectedness within us internally. But then I would also extend that further and say externally as well. And that mm-hmm. even just this conversation, you know, has brought some clarity for me. Even when you were just doing that, I had a decision in my business that I've been trying to make for weeks and I've had a lot of uncertainty and anxiety around it. And even just in that, I was like, oh, okay, got it. Yes, I know. Mm-hmm. I know the answer. <laughs> like, And so I'm just, you know, grateful to I think that is such a tangible way of, yeah, just a representation of how, what your message has been, you know, the answers are within you and you are worthy because you exist and you do know how to allow healing to come. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe you need a little support from community and a little yeah. support from those around you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh, man, because there is a whole community happening within us. Mm -hmm. There's a whole universe within us, and there's a whole universe outside of us. Mm -hmm. And when we're able to see that how we can work together, each little piece works together. It's like, you are not alone. You know, sometimes these different experiences or I'm a big Harry Potter fan. So <laughs> just going to go ahead and yeah. make the analogy. Go for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's like when Harry is trying to defeat Voldemort and he says that he's not alone, that he has people that love him 
people that support him and that he actually feels sorry for Voldemort because he is alone completely. So I just, I think about, we are not alone in what we're going through. Mm-hmm. We're not alone even like within ourselves. There's a whole community. There's so much energy and cells that are coming together to make you, you, and that genuinely want to see you doing well. They want to see you win. Mm-hmm. So yes, those answers are with, are within you. Maybe you just didn't know to ask that part of yourself for help. Mm. Maybe you just didn't know that you do need adorable cats sitting on my lap to like help me. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, we're, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. We're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to have a conversation and to connect. You are just such a delight and a joy. And I want anybody that's listening to make sure they go follow your Instagram because, oh, it's one of my favorites. Every time I see one of your posts or anything come through from you, I'm like, oh, yay. It's yeah, just always so nourishing. Thank Um, you. So can you tell us a little more about where people can find you? Yes, you can find me at NikiaPhoenix.com always and forever. And you can also find me on Instagram at Nakia Phoenix. And yeah, out and about in the world, if you see me, just say hi. I will I will say hi back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Do you have any last words of wisdom or insight specifically around emotions and how emotions can lead and guide us um, Mm -hmm. in life and in business and in all the things. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Going back to our guts, the depths of our, of our bellies, going back to our sacral chakra. When you feel something so powerful in that area, trust it, Mm. trust it. Focus in on that feeling. Allow that feeling to guide you and allow that feeling to join with your mind to be able to make the best decisions for yourself in that moment. We have to learn to trust ourselves. You know, sometimes it's taken away from us and we don't trust that gut feeling that we have. Listen to that gut feeling. Allow yourself to feel. Don't suppress it. Allow yourself to feel. But also allow yourself to be led from your heart in the right direction. We try to turn off our intuition so much. Turn it up. Listen. Your intuition is you telling you telling you so much listen to it. And when you feel your hips rocking back, trying to hold you back, allow your heart to open, allow your spirit to open and lead you forward. Because your hips may still not want to move, but when you lift your chest up and you open your heart, that'll lift you up off the ground and take you exactly where you need to be. I love that. I found myself doing that, like sitting up and 
Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Such an honor to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) If you enjoyed this podcast today, do us a favor and hit subscribe and then leave us a review. In fact, to celebrate the launch of this podcast, we're doing a giveaway of $100 via Venmo for one lucky reviewer each month for the first three months. All you have to do is leave a review and be sure to drop your Instagram handle in the review so we know how to get in touch. If you're looking for more, you can find us at almondleafstudios.com or on Instagram at almondleaf. Remember, you are enough. You are love, you are light, and you are worthy simply because you exist.